Fire Nation, quick note. This Wednesday, October 7th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, myself and Grant Baldwin are going to be hosting a free live workshop on public speaking, how you can become a paid professional speaker. So if that has any interest for you, or even if you just want to learn some tips, tools, and tactics about how to be a better speaker, whether in public or not, visit eofire.com slash speak. That's eofire.com slash speak. Claim your spot now and we'll catch you Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Look forward to seeing you on the flip side. Entrepreneur on Fire 1078. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, answer any questions you have, and give you a special gift. Visit podcastersparadise.com to claim your spot today. Ignite. Nothing should get in the way of building your dream. Sage One makes online accounting simple, secure, and free. Sign up today at www.escapespreadsheets.com slash fire. No classrooms, no get-rich-quick seminars, just 15-minute training segments that get you the answers you need. Find the answers to all your business questions at thrive15.com, promo code FIRE. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, Grant Baldwin. Grant, are you prepared to ignite? Buckle up, buttercup. We got a lot to cover today. Grant is a nationally known speaker, entrepreneur, author, and podcast host. As a speaker, Grant has given hundreds of presentations and has spoken to over 350,000 people in 45 different states through conferences, conventions, and other events. He is married to his high school sweetheart, and together they have a Barbie dream house filled with three daughters, and they live in Nashville, Tennessee. So Grant, take it over for a second, brother. Give us a little info on some of the gaps that I missed and give us a little more glimpse into your Barbie filled personal life. Dude, you described it perfectly. Yeah, I'm married to my high school sweetheart and uh, we have three beautiful little girls. So I, I do live in a house full of women. It is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, I love what I get to do as an entrepreneur, as a speaker and all that jazz. But being a dad, being a husband, like those are the things that really, really matter to me. Those are the things that uh, are really, really significant. But yeah, for the past about seven, eight years or so, I've made a, a full-time living uh, as a speaker. So it's a, it's a bizarre, unique, fun uh, type of gig where I get to travel around and, and people pay me to run my mouth, which is still just strange, but uh, it's been a fun, fun way to uh, to make a living and a fun way now to be able to continue to, to share that expertise with other people because that's speaking is one of those things that people are very interested in and are fascinated by. A lot of people want to do it and it's just kind of like, how how do I do it? Like, how do I, how do I be up on stage? How did you get that spot? And so we're going to try to demystify some of that today, I think. Tell us one of the five states that's continental in the United States here that you have not spoken in yet. I've been to 48 states, and you're going to appreciate this uh, or not appreciate it. There are two states I have not visited yet. Maine. One is South Carolina, oddly enough, and the other is Maine. I knew it. 
Dude, how, how, how have I missed Maine? And in fact, uh, just, just like a month or two ago, I was speaking in New Hampshire and uh, realized like I was an hour from the border <laughs> and I was almost like, I should just drive over there just to check it off the list. And I just, uh, I didn't. So uh, maybe you'll have to take me up there on my maiden voyage. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's actually a great conference there every September called Agents of Change, which I've spoke after the last three years. Last year was awesome. It was myself, Pat Flynn, Chris Duggar, Rick Mulready, Greg Hickman. Um, just a great group. Nick Gunsworth, we had a blast up there. So definitely uh, put you in touch with Rich Brooks to see if we can make that happen. No, in fact, I hung out with Rich at uh, oh, cool. Numidia Expo. Uh, and so we were talking about it. It's the same weekend, uh, I think, as the event you and I are speaking at in, uh, in San Diego. So um, so yeah, so I, I was interested in it. Rich and I talked about it and uh, we're already booked. Webinar Ninja Live Fire Nation is what Grant's referring to. So just go ahead and Google that. You can check it out. It's going to be a great conference here in San Diego in September. And Fire Nation, as Grant alluded to, we are talking about speaking today. That's what we're focused on. And I'm really excited about it because this is something that I was terrified of day one. I'm still pretty freaked out about it day 1090, whatever, you know, this, this is right now. And, and it's just a reality. I mean, it's part of being a human being, but Grant has mastered this in a lot of different ways. So we're going to talk about it today, but even more excitingly, we're going to be talking about it on a free live workshop this coming Wednesday, October 7th. So if you're hearing this, the day this goes live, which is Monday, October 5th, you have two days to go over to eofire.com slash speak and sign up for this free live workshop that's going to take place at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, October 7th. I really hope you take advantage of this because Grant's going to be dropping some value bombs today, but some real value bombs on Wednesday, October 7th. So love to see you there live. Grant, what I want to kind of dive into right now is your speaking history. I mean, I want to wrap my head around kind of the the history that made you this person that, you know, can get up on stage and talk for a living. So give us a quick background about how you became Grant Baldwin, who generates revenue from stage. Yeah, and, uh, and growing up in high school, uh, I was really involved in my local church. My youth pastor had a big impact on my life, and for a while, that's what I wanted to do. And so I was a uh, I went to Bible college, in fact, and was a youth pastor for a little while, and really enjoyed it. You know, I got to speak and I got to connect with people. Uh, I got to speak on the weekends to like big church, you know, as as people like to call it. And uh, <laughs> I just I really resonated with it. And for a lot of people, people are terrified of speaking, but then there's this weird group of us who are kind of like I kind of like it. It's kind of fun being up there and watching those light bulb moments of people getting it and people understanding and people laughing at your jokes or going along with your story. Uh, and so after I left that role, I, I uh, felt like I was kind of having this quarter life crisis of like, what, like, what do I want to do now? Like, what is it that I want to become with life? And so, uh, I knew one thing I was really good at was speaking. I knew I really liked being an entrepreneur. I really liked, uh, talking. I really liked traveling. And so, uh, I, I one of the first things that I did is started looking around trying to figure out who are other people doing this? Like, who are people that are making a living speaking. Is this something that's even an option? I didn't see it on the menu, but maybe I missed that. And uh, how do I actually become a speaker? And so I met a couple guys who were speaking. They were speaking at the the types of events that I wanted to speak at, the types of conferences, the types of audiences. Uh, And so I really just kind of connected and started networking with them, learning about how do you get going? How do you get started? And so I learned a lot in the beginning, like most people from from networking through trial and error. uh, And so I think most importantly, just taking action. And so everything that we're going to be talking about today, everything that we're going to be talking about on Wednesday on the in the workshop 
all of it sounds great and all of it is very logical and, and simple to implement, but you have to actually do it. And so I made a lot of mistakes and a lot of failures, but a lot of it was just like, let's just keep trying and let's just keep uh, reaching out to people, making those connections with decision makers. And uh, slowly but surely, we, we built it up where, uh, as you kind of alluded to, we've, we've had over 400 paid speaking engagements, uh, earned well over a million dollars from speaking gigs uh, and being able to speak at some like some amazing type of events. A couple of years ago, spoke at a conference for 13,000 people, did a keynote there, uh, which is just a super cool, surreal type of experience. Uh, and how does that come to be? Because you you put yourself out there, because you do ask, because you do reach out and you make those, those uh, connections with decision makers. Now, just out of curiosity, because I am really a podcaster first and public speaker second, I mean, how does it feel different to you to like right now know that you're being listened to by 40,000 people as opposed to 13,000 people from stage? I mean, I know having been on stage, even just recently, a podcast moving in front of 1,100, it feels totally different to me. And I'm just kind of curious how it feels different for you. It does. It's a different vibe, you know, because you and I, this is, you and I, we're just, we're just hanging out and we're chatting. There happen to be a bunch of people that are listening. But when you're, you know, just uh, a couple days ago at the time of this recording, uh, I spoke at the University of North Texas at their orientation kickoff. There's 4,500 students there in a huge arena. Uh, and so their, their eyes are on you. Like right now, <laughs> you and I could be bombing and people, uh, we wouldn't know because like, you can't, you can't read people. That's the challenge with a podcast. That's the challenge with doing a webinar is uh, you and I both do a lot of webinars live webinars where we may have hundreds or thousands of people that are tuning in, uh, but you can't read those faces. You can't read those reactions. So uh, this is a form of it, but uh, nothing nothing competes with getting on stage, whether you're in front of an audience of 10 or 10,000 and being in front of that audience and building that rapport, that connection with them, taking them on a journey and uh, hopefully inspiring them or encouraging them in some way. It is a different experience and, you know, not being per se live where every word out of your mouth is, it's actually out of your mouth when you're on stage. Like it's gone. Like there's no taking it back once you <laughs> utter those words. And, you know, full disclosure here. I mean, I was about to say something about five minutes ago and then all of a sudden we had this ambulance rip a by and I was just like, Hey, Grant, we're just going to pause for a second. We're going to let the, the ambulance make its way down my road. <laughs> you know, it was like at my stop sign. I don't know why he was stopped at a stop sign, but, and then, you know, he went away and now we resume talking. Talking, like nothing happened. And to the listener, like that never happened because I'll go right. out and I'm just going to do ripple deletes and it's gone. So there's a lot more laid back to podcasting knowing that it's not real time right now. Um, even though it can be, there's live podcasting and I'm really getting into Periscope and Grant, I know that's something you're exploring as well. So we can talk about that in a little bit for sure. And I actually just to jump in on that, like I really, as a speaker, I love those raw, real moments when something happens that's clearly not supposed to happen or it's not scripted. Uh, I remember speaking at a conference several years ago and a dog comes running in the room and comes like <laughs> zipping around the room. And like, clearly that's not supposed to happen. I've had, you know, the, the fire alarm pulled or the, the, uh, uh, electricity go out or the power go out in a building. And like those type of moments that really, that challenges you, that helps you to become a better speaker. And the same thing is true uh, with podcasting or webinars is those technical glitches, those things that go wrong, the things where uh, something just out of the ordinary breaks. Like in the moment, you may just be sweating bullets and dying, but it's a great to keep you sharp as a presenter, as a speaker. And again, you know, we're talking about the context of public speaking and standing in front of us on a stage in front of a live audience, but uh, you're podcasting to your webinars and to other means of communication uh, that make you a better, a better speaker and communicator. So Grant, something that you said just a few minutes ago that I really want to touch back upon before we kind of lose it in the weeds is that 
you said you went out and found people who were doing what you wanted to be doing, and then you learned from them. And I think this is critical, Fire Nation, because so many of us don't have that kind of focus when we try to find that mentor. Like, to be honest, Richard Branson, amazing guy, would not have been a great mentor for me when I was starting my podcasting journey. I needed a successful business podcaster. Jamie Tardy fit that mold, and we've been off to the races, and it's been amazing. So, you need to find that mentor who is where you want to be and then go learn from them. Now, Grant, one thing I kind of want to get into is that you've said a few times so far, hey, you know, speaking something I've always wanted to do, I've always felt comfortable, it's always been this, it's always been that. Tell our listeners, share with Fire Nation your experience working with people where it's not natural, where we don't necessarily get excited to get up on stage. In fact, we're scared because I know that's me. I know I get super nervous and really freaked out before I get up on stage. It's not necessarily somewhere I want to be. I do it because it's good for my business. And to be honest, once I say the first word of my speech, I'm loving every second of it and I'm off to the races, but I don't like the the stress and anxiety leading up to it. So can you kind of talk to that? Yeah, I think a lot of people ask me a, a, a lot of times of, yeah, do you do you still get nervous when like when you get up there? Do you get <laughs> yes? Like that doesn't go away. And I, I think there's a couple things to note here is that when you're nervous or when you have that those butterflies turning right before you're about to hop up there, that is a good thing. Why? Because it means that it, it matters and that you care. If you were getting ready to do something that you didn't care about, then you're like, ah, eh, this goes well, or if I bomb, I don't care. Yeah. You know? But when you're nervous, like. I want, I want to do well. I want to feel prepared. I want to feel like the audience got something from this and I didn't just waste their time. So embrace those nerves. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. Now, a couple of things I would say in terms of the, the content of speaking and how you, how you just become more comfortable in your own skin uh, and how you become a better speaker is one is that the more often you speak, the better you become. You know, if, if we were to, to talk to you, John, about how, to, how do you become a good podcaster? It seems like it's so natural to you. Well, the secret is that you do it over a thousand times and then naturally <laughs> you become good at it. the same thing is, is true for me as a speaker is I've told the, the same story maybe hundreds of times. So I've, I've really polished it and got it dialed in. And so I can tell it really, really well. So how does that translate, though, if you are not a necessarily a, a full-time speaker? Look for those opportunities, maybe at work or a conference uh, or some type of uh, local meetup where you could speak in front of a group. And so maybe that's, again, maybe that's 10 people or maybe that's 50 people or a 100-person workshop. But looking to take advantage of opportunities to actually speak gives you a lot more confidence that, hey, I did that. It went well. I want to try that again another time. Uh, a couple other things I'd say is that the more prepared you are, the more confident you will feel. It's kind of like, uh, like think back to like high school or college. Like if you showed up to take a test and the teacher's like, all right, today's the test. Like if you hadn't studied, you'd been like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap, I'm screwed, you know? Like you know, you know it's not going to go well. But if you walk in and they're like, hey, hey, come on. Bring me the test right now. I'm, I own this test. <laughs> Just because you've, you've studied, you've prepared, and that's how you can go into speaking feeling one of those two ways, feeling like, golly, this could go really well, or this could just suck, and I just don't know, or feeling like, come on, give me the mic. Let's do this. I'm ready. And so how you go in, uh, at the level of confidence that you go in feeling oftentimes is a result of how prepared you are. So for me, 
If I get up on stage and I speak for, for 30, 45, 60 minutes, uh, a lot of times if I'm doing like some new material, it's something that I've practiced hours and hours. I'm pacing my office, talking to myself. Uh, I'm pacing the hotel room, practicing it and going over it so that whenever I get up on stage, I feel very comfortable. I feel very confident. So if the power goes out, if the dog comes in, if the ambulance goes by, I'm not like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to do next. It's like, no, no, no. I, I know where I'm going with my, my content because I've prepared. I've pre- because I've put in the work ahead of time and I'm not showing up and, and, and just winging it. So one more like quick tip I'd say is whenever you're speaking, uh, I always recommend people tell stories and first person stories, not like, you know, let me tell you a story from the 1800s about something that I have no connection to. But let me tell you about something that's happened in my life. Here's you know, let me tell you about um, uh, w- let me tell you about a story about my first car or let me tell you about uh, uh, what the time I lost my wedding ring and my wife gave me a new one. Let me tell you about uh, when I was on a vacation and this random thing happened. Like those are stories that are, uh, that connect with people because you've lived them. And oftentimes they have something similar. People will come up afterwards and, Oh, let me tell you about my first car. And then you had this happen and here's what I had happen. Uh, so it's great for connecting with an audience. The other thing that's really, really good about stories is from a preparation standpoint, they're a lot easier for you as a speaker to prepare for. So, John, if I were to ask you, like, uh, hey, tell me about tell me about the first time you met Kate, you wouldn't be like, well, man, I, I want to, but I don't, I don't have my notes with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Let me get my slide deck, and then I'll like, no, 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 like you lived it, you were there, and hopefully, she's hoping that you can tell that story really, really, really well. And so it doesn't take as much preparation on your part because you were there, you lived it. And it's not like you're trying to memorize something. You already know that story. And so you can share that story and you can share it really passionately and emphatically uh, because you were there and because you lived it. So I think when you, when you tell stories, when you practice, when you prepare and when you, when you, when you speak a lot and not necessarily like hundreds of times, but even just as many opportunities as you can, the more comfortable you'll feel uh, whenever you get up on stage to actually present. So Fire Nation, one thing that Grant said was, if you want to be, do. You know, if you want to be a podcaster, you have to actually podcast. If you want to be a writer, Stephen King says, writers write. Speakers get up and speak. So if you want to get started, take advantage of all the little opportunities that are surrounding you every single day. There's Toastmasters, stuff at work, X, Y, Z. Every time you get up and actually speak, you're doing that thing, getting you closer. And Grant, I want to kind of dive into... Now that we've made the decision to actually start speaking a little bit and we want to kind of test the waters and maybe get out there and maybe get our first paid speaking gig or, or start to kind of figure out a way to, to promote ourselves as speakers, I kind of want you to, to get into that. But before we do, I want to kind of give a teaser to our listeners because you've been hearing a lot of great stuff, Fire Nation. As I shared earlier, eofire.com slash speak. This is where you can sign up for the free live workshop that Grant and I are holding for you this coming Wednesday, October 7th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So go ahead, be an action taker, press the pause button, and go to eofire.com slash speak on your mobile phone, on your desktop, whatever. Sign up for this webinar. It's free. If you can't make it at that exact time, we will be sending you the replay so you'll get the information, but the replay will expire. So I want to make sure you sign up to get that because we're going to be talking about some really cool things about speaking. And Grant, to that point about promoting yourself. Um, What exactly is the deal about that? 
Yeah, as a speaker, at the end of the day, you are the product. You are the brand. And so for some people, it, it does feel uncomfortable at the beginning, you know, because you're, it's one thing if you're selling like a, uh, some random widget or, or tool or something that you made. And if they don't like it, you know, or they don't decide to buy it or invest in it or whatever, then it's like, ah, well, you know, it's a bummer. But if they don't decide to book you as a speaker, like it feels like this shot to the heart, you know, like they, like they shot me down or something. And so uh, as a speaker, I think you have to get comfortable with the idea that you are are the product. And so you're not necessarily going out and just, you know, hey, I'm a great speaker and I'm a nice person. And so you should hire me. What you're looking for is you're looking for existing events and conferences. And we're going to talk a lot about this on the, the live workshop, but you're looking for events where they are looking for speakers. You're not just trying to, to pitch them for the sake of pitching them, but they are looking for speakers to hire, to bring into their event. So uh, it's much, much easier to get hired by, by, by uh, organizations and events and conferences that are already used to bringing in speakers versus trying to convince someone to to hire a speaker, let alone to hire you. So uh, I definitely recommend that when you're getting started to begin to identify what are some of those conferences and events that would be a good fit for you? Places that you know that uh, the audience that needs your message that would really resonate with, uh, where are those people gathering? What are the types of events and venues that they would be at? Then you can begin to pitch and can, can begin to reach out to uh, some of those decision makers. But uh, I think it's important to start with that so that you have, uh, I'm reaching out to people that that have a need that I offer a solution to. So I don't, I don't feel like I'm being a pain to them. They're looking for speakers and here's what, here's what it is that I can offer to them. Fire Nation, as you can tell, we have a lot that we've already shared and we have a lot that we are going to get to. But we're going to take a minute and thank our sponsors. Starting and growing your business is hard work. It takes time. And there will be a lot of questions that you have along the way that you'll wish you had the answers to. Thrive15.com is where you'll find those answers. Thrive15 provides online video-based business training taught by successful entrepreneurs for just 64 cents a day. What's also great about Thrive 15 is that the trainers are going to get you where you want to be faster. No classrooms, no get-rich-quick seminars, just 15-minute trainings that get you the answers you need on everything from mindset to marketing to branding to legal and so much more. Save time and find the answers to your biggest business questions today with a seven-day free trial. Just head over to Thrive15.com and enter promo code FIRE. The first 100 people who head over to Thrive15.com and use promo code FIRE will also receive a hard copy of my book, Podcast Launch. What's the number one thing about running a business that trips most people up? If you're not a numbers person, trying to manage your own books can be a rough process. Invoicing, tracking outlays, and managing a wide variety of customer payment terms can create a dizzying amount of files and paperwork, enough to occupy way too much of your precious time. But it's a necessary chore to ensure your business has a stable cash flow and can continue growing. Now you can stress less with Sage One. Sage One is simple accounting and invoicing software for business owners. It can even help you implement cash manage strategies without losing the time and energy you need to build your business and focus on what you love. Don't spend a penny more than you need to on accounting. Save your money and your time with Sage One. Visit www.escapespreadsheets.com slash fire to sign up for your account today. Sage One, letting you get back to the things you love. All right, Grant, we're back and I'm fired up for Wednesday, brother. I mean, October 7th, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be dropping some value bombs on Fire Nation when it comes to public speaking and everything around it. So again, Fire Nation, 
eofire.com slash speak. Get your free live workshop registration complete. You're going to be there. It's going to be a blast. What are some things we're talking about? Well, number one, a specific proven process to get booked and paid to speak, even if you have no idea where to find gigs, who to contact, or what to charge. You're going to learn how to discover what you should actually even talk about, even if you don't currently feel like an expert. We're going to break down the three myths about being a speaker that just aren't true, three secrets that you need to know that's going to give you massive confidence getting started, and the biggest mistakes that you can make when contacting potential clients, and what to do instead, a simple trick to finding engagements that are perfect for you. And of course, tons of Q&A. So any questions you have, Fire Nation, Grant's going to answer. So Grant, let's kind of move into different things about speaking that are kind of difficult for people to grasp right now. I mean, you talked a little bit about finding and speaking events and engagements. I know we're going to talk about that on the webinar as well. But what are the best ways to connect with these decision makers? Yeah, well, I think a couple things that you need to have in place uh, before you start to reach out is, uh, and we're going to get into like some really foundational stuff of uh, by figuring out who you want to uh, who you want to speak to and what you want to speak about, and first of all, like why you want to be a, a speaker in the first place. So we're going to get into that on the on the workshop. But once you've kind of identified some of those foundational questions, uh, I think two key marketing tools that you really need to have is you really need to have a website and you really need to have a demo video. And so a demo video is basically think of it like a movie trailer, you know. Uh, I just took my family the other day to go see the movie Inside Out, uh, which is a great movie. It's a family <laughs> movie. Uh, it's actually the second time we've seen it in the theater. Just a wonderful, delightful flick. Uh, and so at the beginning, they're showing all these previews and trailers. And so you take basically a 90-minute movie and you boil it down to about two, three minutes or so of here's what this movie is about. And that's really what a demo video is. And so for some people that may be listening going, okay, I know I need a website. I know I need a demo video. Uh, I, I don't have any footage, though. And I don't... Like, where do I get footage? We're going to talk all about that and some specific things that you can do. In fact, John, my very first demo video, uh, I shot and edited myself. I edited it using Windows <laughs> I Movie I remember you Maker. saying that, yeah. And uh, like, it was a horrible, horrible video, but it worked. And so that video, uh, I was able to use that to get booked uh, for literally thousands of dollars worth of speaking engagement. So work with what you've got and improve as you go. We're going to talk a lot more about that on the, on the workshop. But it's important to have your website and your demo video in place before you start marketing because think of it like this as a uh, uh, let's, okay let's imagine that um, uh, like for example my sister she's a graphic designer and she's an amazing graphic designer she does all of our stuff so if someone if someone came to her site and said hey I'm interested in hiring you I'd love to see some of your work but all of her website is just it's text you can't see any pictures and it's maybe even some testimonials maybe even on the phone or an email she's like no no just just trust me I'm, I'm really good I'm, I'm really good graphic designer like she might be but like at the end of the day you want to actually see it and the same thing is true as a speaker, people want to see you actually speaking. Don't tell me that you're a great speaker. I want to actually see it. In the same way for John, if you if you said, no, no, I'm, I'm a great podcaster, but if I can't actually listen to any of your episodes, I, I don't know, maybe you are, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're a great <laughs> podcaster, but you're not kind of what I'm looking for. Maybe you're a great speaker, but maybe you just have a different story than what we're looking for for our event. And so that demo video is just a great way to say, hey, this is just a quick summary of, of who I am and what it is that I do. And so again, we'll talk a lot more about that. But once you've got those two things in place, your website and your demo video, then it gives you something to go to people with. Because if you reach out to someone, 
and said, hey, I'm a great speaker. You should have me. Uh, and they're like, oh, great. We'd love to check out your video and your website. Oh, well, I, uh, I'm making them. Or I don't have them right now. Um, my cousin's working on them. I'll have them in a couple months. Uh, they don't take you seriously. So you want to have those, those foundational marketing pieces in place. But from there, then it's really about relational marketing. You know, one of the things we, we teach people a lot is that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so speaking is not difficult. It's not, it's not different from any other service-based business. It is a relationship business. So I want want you to know that you need to go after relationships, not necessarily after gigs. You know, why is it that that you and I are invited to speak at something like uh, Webinar Ninja Live? Because we have a relationship with Omar and Nicole. And so building those relationships is oftentimes what leads to speaking gigs and not necessarily just uh, like one-off gigs. That's the kind of stuff that leads to long-term relationships and long-term bookings and repeat bookings. You know, as a quick example, uh, I'm speaking uh, at the time of this recording, I'm speaking in a couple days at Iowa State University. This will be my, I think, eighth time speaking there in the past few years. Uh, and so it is, a, it is a great relationship that I've built with those people. I'm not going after just a, a one-off, a one-off uh, gig, but I want to build a long-term relationship with them. Uh, and so we'll talk a lot more about how you begin to reach out. And instead of just trying to sell myself, I'm just trying to build that re- the relationship, that connection of, hey, I came across your, your, uh, your event uh, and that you're, hiring, you're looking for speakers that talk about um, dog training or podcasting or knitting, or it could be any number of things. Uh, and hey, I just wanted to, I'm just curious, have you, have you started looking for speakers yet? Have you hired any speakers yet? Because again, you're not, you're not being pushy. You're not trying to sell them. You're just saying you are looking for speakers. You have a need. I have that solution. So rather than just trying to sell you or pitch you, I want to just build that rapport, that connection with you. Uh, and so we, again, we're going to, that's a, that's a little bit to get into, but we're also going to go a lot more in depth on the, uh, the workshop. So on the workshop, Grant, the thing that we're really also going to be focusing on is the last topic that you and I are going to talk about here today, and that is what to charge. Now, again, you're going to get into great detail about this on Wednesday, so I'm going to throw a challenge out there. 60 seconds, break it down for us. What does this even mean, what to charge? Yeah, I think whenever you're getting started, the idea that someone would pay you anything to speak is just mind-boggling, still mind-boggling. Uh, but the going uh, rate for speakers is is usually when you're getting started, it's not uncommon to charge, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars or a thousand to two thousand, somewhere in there. Some of it will depend on the industry a little bit of of who you are going to be speaking to. For example, you may charge more in the corporate world versus in the nonprofit world, uh, and so there's going to be some of those nuances there. But it's not uncommon for a, a a new speaker to charge, you know, five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. For example, my very first keynote, uh, I was paid a thousand dollars for that very first presentation, uh, and so that is not unheard of at all. It sounds crazy, it sounds ludicrous, uh, but that really is kind of what the going rate is for a lot of brand new speakers. If you've never done anything, you got your website, you got your demo video, five hundred to a thousand, and sometimes above that is not uncommon at all. Sixty seconds on the dot. This guy is like a rider of a bull with the eight seconds. He can just count to eight <laughs> seconds in his head. He knows it. He just knows what the eight-second rule is. He's there. Love it, Grant. And again, Fire Nation, we're going into much more detail. Wednesday, October 7th, 12.30 p.m. EST. Grab your spot, eofire.com slash speak. We'll be rocking and rolling there, talking about everything that I just mentioned. Um, and Grant, just in one sentence, what's the one of the three myths about being a speaker that just aren't true? You don't need an existing platform to get booked and paid to speak. Oh, love that. Grant, let's end on fire. 
So share a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Hey, like we talked about at the beginning, everything that we, John and I are going to walk through a step-by-step, paint-by-numbers, hold-your-hand process to help you get booked and paid to speak. All of it means nothing if you don't actually do it. So uh, we're going to be talking all about that. Don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great information we're going to be filling uh, your brains with. So buckle up, buttercup, like we said at the beginning. Uh, Yeah, you can find all of our stuff uh, over at grantbaldwin.com. We've got a podcast that you have been a delightful guest on called How Did You Get Into That? Uh, And so yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and all those different places. So feel free to reach out anytime. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Grant B and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Grant in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. His website, just grantbaldwin.com. Check out his great podcast. I've been a guest on it. We're going to have the links up to that as well. And of course, final call to action, Fire Nation. If you're listening to my voice right now and you haven't done so yet, now's the time. eofire.com slash speak. Claim your spot for the Wednesday, October 7th free live workshop with the two of us, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. You want to be on this list because of the value bombs, the gifts that are going to be dropped left and right. We want you there. We're going to have fun. And Grant, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Boom. A great business needs a great logo. You can get maximum creativity with 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver the best design all in one week's time without busting your budget. The process is backed by a 100% guarantee, so you'll get a design you love or your money back. See for yourself. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services for free today. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com to sign up for our free 10-day course and learn how to create and present webinars that convert. That's thewebinarcourse.com. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.